Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, we're recording. Oh. I thought we might do the intro live this time. I'm Richard Porter. And I'm Johnny Smith. This is Smith and Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars live together, sitting outside in a field. Actually, good words. together, let's clink some glasses. We're together. One microphone, not two. Uh, we're, we're, well, we're sat in a field, did you? You may, just, yeah, you may hear some... Um, I don't know what those birds are. They sound lovely, but this is it's, it's evening. It's about quarter to ten. The sun is still going down over there across the fields. We've got our cars parked next to what is a very large showman's caravan that my good mate Lewis and Vicky own. And um, it looks like a sort of scene that's been set up for just outside of Glastonbury when they report on the event. Oh, it, yes, it you does. You know, when they go, you, you're supposed to be Joe Wiley. I was going to say, I'm just expecting Joe Wiley to appear. She may yet do that because she'll go, oh, some people are broadcasting outside. It would be great if someone turned up like, I don't know, someone who would be relevant to the show, the Goodwood show, like, let's say JK just rolls in. He's gone, he's taken a wrong turn, he's sat now and just shat himself. <laughs> it, it is, he comes in. Um, and then he's some, not going to, by the way, just to be... No, he's not. No, this is, I feel like you were setting up a no, false setting up a... expectation. It's just us, but we are very rarely in the same room and record mm. the podcast. We do it in a remote way. So this is nice, because we have been at the uh, Goodwin Vestibule of Speed. <laughs> the good, the, 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 Goodwin Goodwin. Fist, the Fistful of Seed. <laughs> the Vestibule has been... Um, and... Um, it's been it's, fun. It's been fun. We've been filming for Goodwoods and we've been doing various bits and pieces, which by the time this goes out, you, well, you'll have seen it because Good will be over. Um, but what a couple of days we've had. Yeah. It's been lovely weather. Surprise sun, lots of motor cars. You have to say motor cars. Lots of motor cars. Motoring car. Smells, scenes, now speed. Now look here. Get your motoring car off my lawn. Yes. As Lord March well, he doesn't say, thankfully, but we have developed that theory, haven't we, that Lord March, in fact, hates the Festival of Speed. And as soon as the first people start arriving, he runs up to uh, his bedroom in yeah. Goodwood House and just shuts the door and hides. Yeah, we've all been to house parties where it, it's maybe spiraled out of control. <laughs> and the person, well, you just can't be asked. And the person whose parents own the house, you know, the person who lives in houses, has just suddenly shut themselves in one of the rooms. Or, or I actually went to a house party where they'd shut themselves in the potting shed at the end of the garden. And they were like, it's out of control, I've got to stop it. It's like, you can't now, it's too big. But wasn't this also, your theory was that Lord March has shut himself in his spare room, yes. one of his spare rooms, yes. with a PlayStation... Your PS5. And he's just sitting there in an egg-stained T-shirt and his pants, <laughs> eating kettle chips and playing And he keeps playing look, PlayStation. occasionally opening the blind and going, oh, FFS, there's all these people driving up my drive. Yeah, he suddenly hears a very loud exhaust and he's like, oh, 
There's a little no. peek out, and he's like, "Oh God, there's thousands of them out there." Oh, I, and it's, and he's put his phone on airplane mode because he knows there's just tons of missed calls. <laughs> oh God, it's Derek going. Bell again. Oh no, it's that guy <laughs> again. Oh, fuck, Jerry Bootson's texted me. <sighs> All these foreign drivers that have made such a huge effort to come over, and I just can't be bothered to see them. That's a, I mean, uh, that's a funny thing about this uh, this festival is that. Uh, you don't feel short change. There's loads of cars, yeah. but uh, the, the cars that would have come from abroad previously between COVID and Brexit apparently has made it much harder. Mm. And then Porsche have sent over some of their old stuff, but it's not running up the hill because the, the technicians from the museum te- in Germany said, oh, well, you know, we come over with us like two weeks isolation. And yeah. We haven't got time no. uh, because history never sleeps. So they <laughs> have just decided to send the cars, but with no tech support, which means they can't run. Um did you say tech sport? Tech sport, no tech support. Okay. Tech support. Um, oh, the other thing we haven't mentioned is also because we, we, normally we record the podcast at a sort of daytime hour, and oh, this is this is late. This is late, and we're drinking wine. We're drinking wine, and like I say, there's a, there's a whiff of either um, live broadcast from one evening of Glastonbury, hmm. or maybe Spring Watch kind of BBC Wildlife program. We've got ourselves a polished vintage caravan, so the look is there. Um, I've got my Suzuki, my wife's Suzuki Jimny parked just to stage left, um, and you got your borrowed Golfar there, hmm. um, and it's and it, oh, and, um, and another important element to the evening. Uh, I don't know if you can hear this on the microphone, but um, <laughs> what you're going to witness now, obviously mm. not visually but orally, this is a fresh. You're going to crack it, Rich. A yeah. fresh bottle of brute splash on that we bought from the supermarket this morning. We went, we went to the supermarket this morning from from the from the hotel because I'd forgotten to bring any toothpaste, like an amateur traveller. Now we let the record show that I offered to give you a dab of my toothpaste, but then I showed you how big it is. It's the world's smallest tube of toothpaste. You had those ones that are in inside the cubicle on an aeroplane on a long haul flight. It's smaller than that. I mean, it's like it's like a sort of doll's tube. It of is toothpaste. a doll's house. It's really Bizarre. I'm like, if I have a toot on that, then it's gone. So, because we were staying in a hotel uh, near Goodwood's Circuit uh, last night, and um, there's a supermarket nearby. Yeah. And, and you went, don't worry, well, after breakfast, I'm going to go to the supermarket, I'm going to walk down there, and I'm going to buy some toothpaste. So, I decided, oh, okay, so I'll come with you. Yeah. And then when we were there, we went, oh, actually, we're going to be staying in that. Traveller showman trailer, showman trailer, whatever it's called. That that um, tonight, and we're going to be recording. Let's buy some booze while we're here. Then we won't have to get any later on. Yeah. So at about nine o'clock in the morning, <laughs> we went and got. Some we were in a, in a big Sainsbury's buying <laughs> lovely full-bodied malt. <laughs> and then, on just as we're about to go to the till, I spotted. Oh, the, the brute. There's a shelf full of some 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 strong cologne, as Americans would call it, and uh, and I said to Rich, I'm going to buy you some fresh bottle. Why does this say authentic fragrance? Because it's because it's def- like as opposed to what an inauthentic fragrance. You, did you smell that? No, that's definitely no, definitely the real brew. All right, well look, I'm going to open it because I know you're determined. Please. That I should, and I was a bit annoyed with myself that I didn't just crack it this morning and put some on for today at the festival. Oh, you should I have leathered it on. But all right, so. You'd have been, you would have. Oh, the top. Oh my on. God! It's not even got a squirty. It's got a. No, it should have open neck. Has it hasn't. Look, it's bloody oh, open to the. Oh God! Open to the elements. Where's Are you going to tip it? Hang down? on. Have I just? I think, I think I've you've pulled removed. the squirty cotton thing off because yeah. that, that's dangerous. 
Do you know what this? Imagine you're just about. Fuck. Oh, it's wedged in. It's isn't wedged it? in. We've got a broken bottle. Oh, I'm to take it back to the big Sainsbury's now. But um, four quid. Well, I'm already getting. Ooh, that is strong. Ooh, okay. Go on then. Tell tell the viewers what. Uh, it's listeners. hard to describe smells, but ooh, it's musky and masculine, and but quite fresh as well. Oh, it's very fresh. It's fresh, isn't it? The great you know, thing about little... it is tomorrow morning. If you're unable, let's right, say um, you're running late, you're unable to have a fresh shower. Well, it just doesn't matter. It it's. God, that's so good. Give it. Give, give me a. It is nice, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'm it's... not going to say it's a nice smell. Oh my Jesus, what are you doing? Oh, I've just tipped a load down the neck. It's just trickled down. You're lunatic. Well, now all of your clothes and that chair. God, I smell good. You're going to smell. Um, speaking just, of like, wine, get... one of the single, funny, <laughs> single funniest things <laughs> in a sort of glorious first world problem kind of way that I've seen in the past 24 hours was last night we got back to the hotel a bit late and we said, oh, let's go get some dinner. We're a bit tired. And then you went, oh, I'll have a, actually, I'll have a glass I'll of wine. I'll have a glass of wine. And, and uh, I'll, have a, I'll, have a, I'll have this rosé, I'll have please. a cheeky jingle rosé. And the waiter walked away, and then, and then you noticed I've got fucking brutes all over my hands, and I've got to touch my computer to stop this recording just, in a bit. Sorry, just rub it on your bare chest. Oh, my lid. Ugh. Go on, just hey. throw it up your no, chest. No, it's, it's a nice smell. I'm not denying it's a nice smell. It's I actually quite like it. I might, maybe I'll make this my smell. Fabergé needs what to talk to us. What about if I go... Cause we were speculating. The race driver's scent. I I put this in my overnight bag when I got back to my hotel room and then checked out the hotel and chucked it in the car. The car has been sitting in a field all day in the sunshine. And I suddenly thought, what if the bottle of Brut explodes in my bag and covers all my clothes? Oh. And I'll go home and my wife will say to me, have you been seeing musky 70s men behind my back? <laughs> or have but, you been trying to attract women who are 65? Yeah, <laughs> trying to attract women of a certain age. Oh, be, they'll love it. Era. Um, but yeah, last night when you ordered that rosé and then you looked at the menu again and you realised that on their scale of one to five, wide, one being the driest and five being the sweetest, it was a full five. And oh, you had a panic on your face. I was... It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I a man panicking about how <laughs> incredibly sweet wine. I, I ran... Mm. I ran towards the waiter faster than like the old-fashioned Le Mans start um, <laughs> drivers. <laughs> I, ran that, I ran that. I think I was going to put a bit more on because I'm actually enjoying that. Oh, it's uh, you've really, oh shit! Oh, I've overdone it. It's gone, gone for a big throw on the oh, behind the ears. Now, now it's it's stinging a bit. I can just envisage that if we shot that slow motion Ooh. next against a sunset, Ooh. and then you pull over pull over oh, your head Christ. one of those quite bulbous but how? basic bell helmets. <laughs> 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 you know the racing helmets. Yes, I know what you mean. Quite a bulbous, a bulbous bell. <laughs> I got. Did I get? Um, did I get bell end into our one of our TV reports? Well, I don't know. Did you say end? Um, I, oh no, I got helmet room. Yeah, you did get helmet room. I got in helmet room. Yeah, in. Um, it's a lovely German engineer on the AMG GT, wasn't he? Uh, but Hel- the helmet um, room. The <laughs> <laughs> what did we decide today was the character oh yeah um, uh, Koenigsegg Jes- Jens- Jenko Jesko Jesko Koenigsegg Jesko I know it is Jenk Jesko it is Jesko do you know who do you know who I looked it up oh do you know who Jesko is no he's Christian's dad oh really yeah way oh okay but he could have been the way you said it was so funny you, you you said he was. Uh, well, I thought it just sounds like a Koenigsegg Jesko. Just sounds like, like Sweden's top TV chef. Oh, yes, guys, it's, welcome to the Wacky Kitchen. I'm Koenigsegg Jesko. <laughs> Some pretty crazy things are going to happen today. Moving <laughs> eggs. Okay, let's go. Um, <laughs> is he like? Hang on. Is he the? Is he the 
Swedish James Martin. I don't think James he, Martin's that zany, though, is he? No, he's not zany. Okay, I, so I he's a little bit like. Um, is he like? Da- if, imagine if David Getter. I'm sorry, was, I just uh, realised that the. <laughs> so we just dropped some on the. No, well, it's because it's somehow it's leaked everywhere. <laughs> but it's leaving a ring on this small table, which we brought outside from the showman's trailer. So basically, we're leaving a ring of brute on someone else's coffee table. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna move. I've got to say, um, oh, I, I like, I like the brute a lot. It feels good. It's four pounds. How many mil? Uh, that is two hundred mil. That one. Okay. So if if, so if, if, you if, for if, a bit. if we if we threw that down our necks now and then imagine in a, a fictitious world, then we get up and we're about to drive to the racetrack for a race. Mm-hmm. This is the 70s. Mm. And you've got the choice of 3-litre S Capri. Mm. Um, you've got the choice of Triumph Doggershite Sprint. Okay. <laughs> or you've got a... Droop Snoop Forenza. Oh, that's not bad. I was going to say maybe mm. a, yeah, RS2000. Oh, he's got a two-forward turn, haven't you? Forward. Oh, Forts. yeah, yeah. Can't go forwards. Uh, yeah. I was trying to think of a, of, a, of, a, um, of another car of that era, but uh, some good ones. There's yeah, good I'd ones. take the Capri, I think. It's a more yes. brutey car. I'm just wondering whether I go home tomorrow and I splash on a bit of this, and I just my wife's bound to go, oh. She'll go, will she go, oh, you smell nice, or oh, my God, what are you? We'll do a trial. And then, and then if I go, well, actually, it's brute. Yeah, force. <laughs> does it last? When you put it on, does the smell last a long time? Uh, considering the price, yeah, yeah, because I was going to say it's like cheap aftershave from cologne, just off some face. No, that's, doesn't it? this that's is impressive. I look, I bought it for a joke once, and I've kept going <laughs> because it's all right. But when do you wear it? I've never smelt you wearing it. Cause I've, I've, I've received oh, oh, oh. disturbing audio messages from you slapping it on. I've, I've worn it around the house. Okay. I've worn it. But would you wear it if you were going to a meeting? Yeah, I have done. Oh, have you? Okay. Yeah, I have and done. People I just go, thought, bollocks, you yeah. smell nice. Yeah, although it has stained a shirt of mine. What? <laughs> 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 yeah, me this it did. Now. It stained the collar because I chucked it on quite oh, liberally. Okay. So that's what happened to me just then. I got laid on the collar of my shirt. I'm wondering if you could have some sort of common rail injection version of Brute that just went around your sort of shoulders and your neck and every... 25 minutes what, it, it just, just sort of you. yeah you know like people have that set up in their gardens where all the you turn on a tap and it and it waters all the beds and all the hanging baskets oh, the hoses with the holes those little on. capillary hoses yeah 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 capillary I'm, hoses yeah i'm thinking something along those lines but for the shoulders and the neck of a man a little excessive i think yeah or unless you built it into a gold necklace it's like a spray bar <laughs> I'd be amazed. Do you know what? If I did historic, <laughs> don't think I, you'd need like pump deuce technology. If I did historic motor racing, I would have that built into my race suit. Uh, I think. I, I wonder what the FIA would say about that because presumably at some point this is oh, a little bit flammable, is it not? The lead ingredient is alcohol. It's exempt is from it? all FIA rules. I mean, in fairness, yes. The second ingredient is lovely aqua, which is. We know water is a band from the 90s, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, um, anyway, um, well, what have we seen? What have we seen at the, at the festival? Well, we saw when I drove in this morning, we've been here for two days now. When I drove in this morning, the guy behind me was having some tr- some lightweight trauma in his Jaguar, oh, e- yes, e- e- supercharged XK, yeah. 
I noticed in the rear view mirror, as we were sort of all being shuffled into the right car parks, that there was steam coming out of, you know those slits on the bonnet which say supercharged? There was yeah, so it was an alley body, a later second generation XK, wasn't it? That's right. The XKR. The Ian Callum car. Yeah. The first, and it was two gents of a certain age, and uh, it was definitely cooking. <laughs> It was definitely it was spitting coolant, and it was it was it, was, it looked like top of the pops too, yeah. Kind of like dry ice. Now this was just I was ahead of you in the queue to get in. We got to the field where we were told to park, and for some reason there's a gravel road along the top of the field, and it slopes downwards. And mm. they were telling us to park nose on to the gravel road. So basically, you had to turn off the gravel road, swing it round. Yeah. So that your nose then faced up onto the road where you just come from. Yeah. And I went in a little hot on the swing around <laughs> in the Golf R that I've borrowed for this week. Golfer. Golfer. And uh, just as I was getting close to the, it was a transit camper van that was the the next car in the row. Oh. I felt a little understeer happening, and I thought, oh shit. I'm going to understeer into the side of someone's camper van in the car park oh. <laughs> as we arrive at Goodwood. Oh my god, I've was such bad form. I've There's w- no coming back from that. You'd have to just leave. I've parked in that car park before and I've witnessed an accident as soon as I arrived. What? Before. This was some years ago. Yeah, a guy turned up in a BMW Z3, mm. the um, the six cylinder one. Was it two point eight with the sort of cross lace alloys? Yeah, he must have been very proud of it. Mm. So we got out of it, and he and he sort of, as he was sort of putting the roof up and all the stuff, he gave it a quick sort of chamois down, like a dust cloth, because it had got oh. dusty. Oh, Very that's, proud. That's proud. But, I mean, you couldn't make this shit up. <laughs> so I was waiting for the cameraman and the, the director to turn up, because we were filming for Fifth Gear. Uh. He did that, and I was watching, going, oh, he's proud of his car, he loves it. And this girl turned into the car park in something like a Clio, and instead of driving in front ways, she just stopped... And then decided to just turn the car around and then reverse up next, what she thought was next to him. Oh. She reversed straight into his car. <laughs> Bear in mind, it was a field that could have, I reckon that this field could have fitted a thousand cars in it. And there were about six cars in there. Oh, I, but that's my, I mean, she just awful straight. for the guy with the BMW. But he, he just put his chamois away. Comical accidents when there's plenty of room for there not to be an accident are one of my favourite kind of low oh, speed incidents. It was, but it was I almost awful. had one, and I just—I mean, it's just a brief. I just, just briefly, it wasn't. It didn't go out of control. It wasn't like it was actually close no. to happening, but it was that moment, just that moment of, oh, you're going to do one of those four wheel drive drivers. I'm going to yeah. do a really big pirouette. No, I'm going to do a full throttle understeer yeah. on wet well, grass. Last night when we were leaving, because we left quite late, didn't we? In that, that field, Ooh. same field we were parked in, sun baked grass, quite slidey. Oh yeah. And I just, not being a dick, but I just sort of gave it a little bit of juice and it, it lost traction, traction control light flickered or whatever. And I suddenly, oh. it was only when I was then on the way back to the hotel, I said, oh, wait a minute, this Golf R's got a drift mode. I should have stuck it in drift mode and had a bit of a loon about. But I don't should know. have done what that bloke last week when I went to the Modified Nationals and mm. took my children to what is sort of a historic max power event. And I had no idea how feral it might be. Uh, took them there. And as we were going into the, the grassy car park, I said this guy in an Audi S3, who was in front of me, went into the car park, t- went straight past the marshal who was directing him towards the right place, gave it a handful of handbrake, 
and just started pirouetting <laughs> and had his flat on the throttle at the same time. And so there was like grass being torn up everywhere. And then put it into reverse and did that sort of reverse whip. <laughs> you know the reverse whip. He started doing the reverse donut whip, and I was just my my daughter was going, "What's what's this guy doing?" And I went, "I don't know." And then he settled down and parked it. The marshals were just stood open mouth. And when he parked it, he went round and opened the boot, got a pram out, and then <clears throat> then got a baby out of the back. Was he was he of an age where you could consider that perhaps he'd been a full maxer back in the day oh yeah and this was like he's now to get a more sensible car and he's got children he, look, he just decided to blow off some yeah, steam yeah, yeah, in a yeah, really yeah, yeah. oh yeah he way. just thought this is i've got i've got 15 seconds i'm either gonna get thrown out <laughs> i'm either gonna get thrown straight out before we've even gone into the show or you know it's a bit like i guess streaking at a football match that you actually want to watch yeah you, you, you it's either, a high risk, high risk. Strategy. I always think what happens after you've done the streaking. You know, like at Wimbledon. Where are your clothes? I wondered about this. Like you streak because the police then... inevitably come and get you, and and, and yeah, you know they probably put one of them puts his helmet over your of your tadger. Tadger. <laughs> it's the classic is... move on behalf of the police. But let's say you streak at Wimbledon, yeah. right? It's always a sort of polite streak. It's nothing aggressive. There's no like protest shouting about why the war shouldn't have existed, or I don't know anything like Some that. Some streakers do that. Well, you know, yeah, the, the, women have things written on their boobs and things in the past. Oh, I see. Okay, you, you know, know I like, just I associate know. male streaking with a sort of just slightly pathetic stupidity. Rather than trying to make a point, they're just going. Wouldn't it be funny if I got starkers and ran across the pitch at oh, this cricket match, football match, whatever? It but is. once they get led off, mm. then there's this awkward moment. Your adrenaline is wound down. <laughs> You've dared yourself to do it. You've done it. What did you? But then also, you're then stark bollock naked, presumably in sort of like some kind of administrative office in the bowels of the stadium. <laughs> it's like, do they do they send someone to get your clothes, or do they give you some clothes? Or do they, in fact, keep spare clothes like a lost prop box streak just go here you go put these pants on you go, oh, but they're used and they're, and they're the wrong size shut up got some children's football shorts yeah, this is just what's going on this is a pair of swimming trunks what the fuck put them on he'll be like up. that'll learn you you naked incredibly window. baggy t-shirt Lynn, and swimming sex trunks people. <laughs> that's what it is I don't know maybe but does, does it happen that often where they just they go, right, get the streaker clothes covered and they just open it up and they've just got a rack of like plain black T-shirts and jeans and you can just, in your size, you pick it out and you go, right, put these on and get out. I don't know. I mean, if the any... real punishment would be just to go, we're not going to charge you, but we're not going to give you any clothes and you can't go back in to get your other clothes. Just gonna have to go home on the train like that. Because <laughs> don't try going into MLS to buy some new clothes. They won't let you in. Also, where is his where's his house or car keys? Because <laughs> you know, you what, you get home and you realise that you've abandoned your clothes and your house key. There's no one at home to let you in, let's say. No. You're naked and afraid. And you've also Well you haven't got any money. You, you did streaking at Wembley. Yeah. But unless you stored you money live in up Daventry, yeah. so you've got to get the train home, and then it's a cab if one will take you. And when you get home, you can't get into your house. <laughs> you oh, and actually, you can't pay for the cab because you haven't got a wallet. No, unless you've used, unless you've used your bottom hole as a wallet. No. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Maybe 20, some people do that as a matter of course. I don't know. Twenty-five pound coins in my foreskin. 
I might start telling. In the days when we used to go out, we do have this. Before we had kids, we'd go out, and my wife and I'd go out, and my wife would inevitably just before we're about to leave, and I would have sort of, you know, I, I like to go out fairly minimalist style. I'd have yeah. maybe not even taken my wallet. I might have just taken out like my bank card, my driving license, a bit of cash back in the day, and put them in my pocket, the pocket of my trousers, and um, and then my wife would go, oh, actually, could you just take my bank card and my lip balm and this purse of change and this and, and you're like no okay can you take my anvil because I'm not taking a bag <laughs> fuck off I'm not putting all this stuff in my trouser pockets it's getting out of control now but if I went I'm I've not got a quiver full of arrows that I need <laughs> to take as well <laughs> yeah, yeah, what got, I've got a live squirrel in a bag could you just pop that in your jeans pocket <laughs> no uh, but if I just went no I'm not going to put it in my pocket because as you know I now use my bum hole as a wallet <laughs> I think we would have put a stop to it pretty quickly I said you know what I'll carry my own lip you, balm you could try that uh, it's I think it's, you know, we don't go out that much anymore that's so. like super legera outdoor um, outdoor activities, isn't it? Like, so mm. You don't want to get bogged down with carrying too much baggage. We did it at Goodwood today. What? We both brought backpacks. Yeah, you see, I, if I could have got away with not having a backpack, I would have done. I'd, yeah, I but then you're in that... Bags. It's changeable weather. Yeah. I needed to bring a coat just in case it all kicked off. Yeah. I like water. I don't like being trapped and dehydrated. Yeah. Especially if I've talked a lot, mm. which inevitably I'm paid to do. So yeah, and that, but then you you're lugging the bag around. It's a lug, and also because we were trying to present videos, so we have to yeah. keep giving. Well, yesterday it was quite good because they sent an extra person who was just our bag yeah. carrier. Well, Bless my him. yeah, I mean, my, I remember my, when my brother was at college. One of his mates who he used to go out drinking with used to be able to fit ten one pound coins in his foreskin. <laughs> so and actually in, in the in the, <laughs> in the van old days. Uh, that'd get you a lot of drinks, you know, like a, a bog off night, a student night. But it would, yeah. you've got to pay with currency that's been it's been basically it's been into, a, into your skin. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. been nestling in your own skin. Well, anyway, that was a roundup of the cars we saw at Goodwood. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> what did we see? What we was saw good? some great stuff. We saw. Some, oh yeah, we haven't finished the the, the XKR in the car park. Having a little steamy, so I got I got out of the golf having not understood the side of a transit, and I and I saw you pulling up, and then I noticed that Jag next to you. I hadn't spotted it before. Yeah, and I thought I saw a whiff of smoke mm. or steam over the top of the car that pulled in next to me. Yeah, and then suddenly there's a fucking great cloud of it, and then nice. an even bigger one because then they got out and opened the bonnet. They opened it? the bonnet, and and the, the header tank was fizzing. Yeah. It was a bit of a mess, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I, I think what's happened, the electric fans hadn't kicked in, he thought. Oh. So it's just got hotter and hotter, but it hasn't said why. Yeah. So I said, did, did check the fuses, check the connections on the fan. There's two fans on that car, I think. You know, do the obvious shizzle. Yeah. Make sure the cool... And when the engine's finally cooled down after an hour or so. It was a hot... It's been a hot day, and... There's been a lot. Of, there's quite a lot of old cars. I mean, this thing we didn't get a chance to have a proper wonder, but one of the best bits of Goodwood is that's rarely spoken about is the car park. It's fantastic. There's some incredible things in there. Yeah. And um, I did see. Did you see? There was like a bright orange old mini down the field today as we left. As well. I, no, I didn't see that. And, um, was it good? I yeah, saw a bright it did look orange good. Nine eleven. Yeah. Well, this morning there was that series. Uh, to Land Rover just by an old 911 yeah, yeah, RS yeah. which was sweet gave me a great deal of delight um, but then at the festival uh, I can't think what else we've seen oh okay so we wandered around what were we doing this afternoon we were wandering around that supercar paddock 
New Maserati. Oh, MC20. Looks quite good. The blue, they've got one there. Yeah, I think, I think it, it looks better in the blue than it did in the, what did they launch it? In silver or white? I, can't, what, can't I actually it. think, I'm going to say this, I think it's it's the first Maserati that I've been really excited about in, in, in many, many years. Because mm. Maserati have been a bit meh for a while. You know, like, you just think they exist, but not for British people. Well, then who for who for? I don't think Italians are that interested in them, are they? Because they don't generally. Most Italians don't buy flashy cars. Beverly Hillians. Yeah, but is really? it? I don't know. Is it sort of like yacht? I just feel it's like... like a yacht rock f- Ferrari. <laughs> so Miami then maybe? Yeah, it's a bit Miami. But uh, yeah, why? You know I all just, those. Bloody... I just don't think they're not weirdly. They're not flashy enough for that. But they're sort of not. Conservative enough to that because they make a bit of noise. I think it's because none of them, pretty much no modern day Maseratis are collectible. No, and what's that SUV? I can never remember the name of it. The, the, um, the, the Harry the, Belafonte. That's it. Yeah, I think it's called the Lavamatic or something. Yeah, the Labiamatic. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Labiaplastic. And it's uh, it's just. I mean, it's you never see them around. I mean, on the rare one, occasions you do, they just you just go. Do you know what I do every could time be a I Korean see one SUV that. Every time I see one, I go, I wish you'd had a look at the Alfa Romeo one first. Much cheaper. Yeah. And looks much, looks more expensive and more stylish. It does. That's, yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? It looks, doesn't look expensive. Well, anyway, someone from Goodwood said, we did, a, we did a little chat around that MC20 on camera and we talked about it. I think we both agreed that we liked the look of it and we liked the idea of it. We and, do. <coughs> and V6. more power to them. Yeah. And, uh, and then... Later on, someone from Goodwood said, I was just talking to Maserati PR lady. Yeah, she doesn't like you. Because apparently I wrote something slagging on Maserati. I couldn't her. even remember. I've never met her. Well, I haven't either, but, it's, oh, but, but she, she knows you. She doesn't like me. I don't uh, think she knows me. Uh, I think she probably likes you because you've never been that rude about Maserati. Well, so, but apparently that's what I'm Well, I think I might have just been rude about Maserati. Oh, okay. Well, then you're on the shit list. A minute. Now. No, no, all right. Listo di shita. Um, but yeah, the MC20 actually looks, I think. Quite nice, like better in real life than I thought in the pictures. I was really underwhelmed when they announced it. I thought, what's this? Why? Why? Um, Quite a cool engine. There's a lot of, you notice, a lot of wingless, stylish and swoopy, but not OTT mid-engine supercars at the moment, and they're often V6. There seems to be quite a lot of... Well, it's it's your downsizing. It's your downsizing. Downsizing. And... um, I suppose, yeah, because it's funny, isn't it? The the MC20 has three litre twin turbo V6, mm. and I think will at some point become hybridised. Mm. And that new McLaren arterial arterial road bleeding has a three litre twin turbo V6. Yeah, yeah, and is already a hybrid and looks quite really good. cool. It does look nice, doesn't it? It's quite sort yeah. of underplayed, but in a good way. And yeah, they had a silver one, which we sort of had a little prod around that was a static car, I think, and then a blue one they were running up the hill. And the blue one I really liked particularly. I thought it was mm. nice in that blue. Um, and it's got... The interior looks pretty good. I didn't get I a tight look at the interior. I was yeah, enjoying it its, right. its fevness. And I was enjoying yeah. the fact those buttresses reminded me of it's that. It's the buttresses, isn't it? They're it's the flying Mas- buttresses. Flying buttresses, which remind me, is it, is it the Mirac? Is it the Maserati Mirac? Oh, shit, we always get this wrong. Don't we? Yes, it is the Mirac. Has which the flying was the ones. V6. The Bora has them filled in, or is it the other way around? It might be the other way around. One of them's got Shitting the flying buttress, and that's a yeah. V6. Yes. Yes, because it's the cheaper car with the V6 of those old 70s Maseratis, yeah. I think. And I've always fancied one Flying buttress. Because it's one of those things where my, flying buttress. my pedantic... Uh, nature comes to the fore because 
people for years used to refer to those bits either side of the back screen on a Jag XJS as flying buttresses, and they're not. Because they're, they're filled just, in. They're buttresses, yeah, they're filled in. Flying like, buttresses. Like is, my Dodge. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, a, a flying buttress on and church is one with a hole in it. The flying buttresses, they do sound like a great an acrobatic it's a fly, it's an ac- It's an acrobatic team. Oh. We were watching the, the Red Arrows today. They came over. The Red Arrows, yes. Yeah. Yes, we did. we did. But we were having to sit down. We were having a little rest in we the shade. A, in the shade because uh, our close personal friend, uh, Vicky Butler-Henderson, uh, invited us to go and sit on her private stools on the um, Michelin area because they sponsor the supercar thing. So, I've got to say, the supercar area is is so busy. There's so mm. many cars. It's a yeah. stark reminder. I was thinking that maybe the supercar is going to become phased out and irrelevant. Oh. Well, clearly I'm wrong on that front. Very busy, very active, lots of new releases. Yeah. And the electric bit, very, very busy. Very busy. It's kind of an exciting future and historic stuff getting more credibility than ever, especially amongst younger people, probably. I like that, because that's the thing, it's so busy. And it's, I mean, not to complain, because we we're very lucky to get asked to come and talk some shite on camera uh, for Goodwood's coverage. But uh, compared to the last time we did it, when they weren't allowed to have people in yeah. paying customers yeah and it was really really quiet this was really really busy so when we're walking along trying to talk about stuff there's lots of people around but yeah um, which is fine it gives it a great atmos and a good sort of bustle to it but it's yeah. when when that bloke came over to you and <laughs> asked you for a selfie while you were talking to camera oh gosh it was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was a bit like now this has gone too far now the only other person who tried to do with that was in fact a pr man i won't say from which company oh, but someone we know who came over and I saw him approaching and then I was like he's speaking he's opened his mouth and he's speaking to us while we're doing some filming and then we yeah and then he had to massively back out he aborted it. his mission didn't he pulled he pulled up pulled up pulled up but the red eyes so don't good. think we don't know what you did Dan yeah. um the red eyes well because but we were we were sitting down after having been on our feet for a while it was very hot and we yeah. found that there was a sort of weird venturi effect through the thing we were sitting in so it was nice and cooling and i found a standpipe to top up my water bottle small wins yeah i do like that though i love having a full bottle all the time which sounds wrong but uh i like having a sort of half full bottle because a full bottle if you if you know you can top up again full bottles very heavy because i've got that quite big do you think gordon murray if exactly gordon murray would be horrified why do you fill it up again there's plenty of standpipes around you can just refill it you're just carrying excess weight oh if he went on like a really big hike yeah. His, his, he'd, he'd, class, he'd class it as he'd a water a bottle pipette. it would be a pipette <laughs> have, I've brought, I've, I'm going for a three hour hike I've no, got three pipettes of I water I think he'd do a huge analysis the way he would have the cooling system of an engine he'd do a massive analysis of how much water he realistically needed given the ambient temperature and the altitude he was climbing to and then he would take that exact amount of water I was supposed to be recording something with Gordon Murray tomorrow. Get out of town. Yeah, he's not doing it anymore. Why is he not coming? I, no, I don't know. I Gordon. Think maybe he, someone sent him the script and it was too heavy. I don't know, but he's not doing it. I think, someone else, another very well-known racing car designer, is doing it instead. I think Gordon should should come and chat to us. Or we should go and, and do one of these podcasts from Gordon's garage. Um, glorious. 
when I say garage, possibly design studio. Design studio, yeah. He's got a lot of he's got premises now. He's got shit going on. Yeah. So, did you, by the um, way, when we when you were leaving Goodwood, did you uh, get stuck behind the man cycling in the middle of the road with a yes. mallet who looked like Michael Bolton? Yes, great. And it was there, I finally managed to get by him, and then there was a traffic jam going up to a roundabout, and he just went sailing past everybody again. It was like, you he was amazing. Mulleted. Absolutely. But you imagine the drag. On a bicycle with um with a trailer as yeah, well. Yeah, but the drag, the hair must yeah, have been causing. Yeah, his hair was. I don't know, but he it gave him a sort of jaunty, carefree look because his hair was sort of blowing behind him. Yeah, aerodynamically. I wound the window down as I was going past him because I was expecting. Because I wanted, what? I wanted to hear Oi, if he was Bolton. No, I wanted to hear if he was singing while he was running. You know, oh. some people joyfully, you know, they. He looked like the kind of person who would be. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought if he is singing, yeah. I want to know what he's singing. Is he singing Steel? How cars? can we be lovers? Oh, that one. Yeah. yeah, you think that yeah. Michael Bolton? I said I loved you, but I lied. <laughs> Michael Bolton of Chichester. Chichester Bolton's. Yeah, Are you saying red arrows is one word without yeah. really moving your lips? Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 To go and stand back out. I'd like sunshine. it if the red arrows were, yeah, you know, like they, you can sometimes that. tap into their comms, mm. but they, but they're a bit rusty because it's been COVID <laughs> and they haven't <laughs> done a great deal, and they're like, and they've forgotten all the terminology. Yeah, uh, red five, uh, move left. Uh, sorry, hang on, Steve. Which what, am I? Red five. I'm sorry, I can't, I can't remember. Yeah, <laughs> I think they're mostly very calm. They're, I've heard them. They're very calm. Red five. I don't, how, what's the terminology they use? I don't know. They, they use all code like uh, Red Five. It's um, insert, and they count they, the, the, the leader of the oh, sort of the diamond. It, they yeah. count they count in. Yeah. So they go, tumble turn right hand down in three and two and one and yeah. go switch go. Yeah, and they're all and very they're calm. But there's it's one awesome. panicky one. There's what? One. Sorry, I didn't hear you. I couldn't hear. That's I was funny. holding the button down. I'm sorry. I couldn't hear. What's going on now? I've got um, another call coming through. Yeah. Who is that? <laughs> Who's that? God, I don't know the Bluetooth in these things. It's really confusing. Chaps, chaps, you do do some spirals. I've got Deliveroo calling me. Just wait a second. <laughs> I, um, I, there's that every year. There's those people who get oh, the National Talk Like a Pirate Day. And I wanted to do National Talk Like a Pilot Day, where you just do that kind of all the time, very calm. You're very good at uh, that. Going closer uh, to the mic. It's almost AMSR. Hello. Uh, this is your captain speaking. Uh, we'll be cruising today at a height of 37,000 uh, feet. And I just I just spend all day. That's so brilliant. I'm going to nip you down to dr- the uh, shop and buy some eggs. If you look to the left, you'll see my friend Paul's house. Uh, estimated time back home, 1347. <laughs> Weather dry. Yeah, I just, I just uh, very, very calm, very, very nice, ermy um, sort of reassuring they are aren't they because you don't want someone to come on the, the intercom in a, an aeroplane go it's sort of sounding kind of either flustered well f- <laughs> flustered <laughs> not, not a, it's not a word you kind of want to describe a pilot nervous flustered or needlessly flamboyant and unstable in some way or what other what about if they sounded like um, uh, w- one of the sort of annoying YouTubers oh okay imagine that yeah, I was There's thinking. There's a guy I watched who my I've I've tried to get my son started uh, um, 
in preparation for doing things in the summer holiday, um, which are maybe a bit different and not a video game. Mm. Um, I'm, I've bought a magnet to go magnet fishing. What? Yeah, I'm going to do some magnet fishing. It's instant gratification fishing. Because you, you, you'll always catch something, metal, and it's removing pollution from rivers. Oh, I see. So you, you lob a magnet into a river or a lake. With, or with a long and rope, and, and then... you drag it. Oh. And, then you, and then you pick it out and people have found all and there's there's people with YouTube channels who do it professionally mm. there's a guy in the States who's called something like The Fisher mm. or The the yeah The Magnet Fisher anyway <laughs> I've never heard I've never heard anyone say guys so frequently oh no it's, well the bar is high or low for oh. YouTube standards I mean he must be just going guys 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 magnets it's unbelievable but anyway, he finds in the states. This is yeah. He finds guns. He <laughs> regularly, regularly finds oh safes. God. He finds safes. But how does he pull them out? How strong is the magnet? I think he's he's either very strong. He's got decent quality rope. I don't know. But the magnet doesn't the magnet just come detached? No, he pulls you can too get hard on a safe. Five hundred kilo magnets. He but uses. then what if the magnet gets not... stuck to like a submerged Buick? And he can't pull it out with his bare hands. How's he going to get his magnet back? Oh, he probably slits the rope and walks away. I don't oh, actually know. What a waste of a magnet. He finds a motorbike. One guy in England. He does. He does. <laughs> he a motorbike. Yeah. A guy he was in... actually on the other side of the lake. He just cast too far. Pulled someone's GSX off <laughs> through the, the lake. Yeah. What are you doing? You fucking mug. You got a motorbike. You fucking idiot. He's on the other side of the lake. God, this looks so shiny considering it's been <laughs> it's under the water. It's amazing. It's still got the keysing in the ignition. No, it's. It's still honestly, got really angry matted leathers attached. <laughs> the fisherman guy, the magnet fisherman that I do watch, he's based in the UK and he does a lot of canals. Okay. And of course, canals have been abused over the years yes. for hiding evidence. Well, yeah. And he talks you through. He he looks at where the car parks and the paths are, and he says, mm. he says a, a lot of the time thieves, if they were going to dis- get rid of a motorbike or a oh. car or a safe, he said yeah, they back yeah. the car up to here and they'd roll the safe down the hill, yeah. and it would be probably within the next ten meters of here. Yeah. So he casts his rope. Well, they're not because they don't even have a current, do they? So every, anything is just immediately just going sits. down, isn't it? Yeah, oh, he's found sense. he's found enormous. He found this huge motorbike. Him and, his, and he called in his mate. He called in his mate who had another magnet to help drag it in. And then, get this, get this, this is fascinating. He's, he turned because he, he has a POV camera on his head. Yeah. He, oh, he, I find those a bit dizzying. Yeah, sometimes. he's moving like, a lot. Stop moving your head. Please. And he said, "Oh, well, I'm, I'm determined to bring this one in." So it's, imagine, like you know, you've got, you've got a big carp on the line, and you need to keep that. Instead of doing it like that, he's, he's, hang on, he's we've got, got a stolen, bite. we've got an old stolen motorbike on the line. Has he got to ring his mate? Can, can you come down in now? No, I kid he's you like, not. But, but I live in Stafford. It's going to take me two hours to get there. I don't care. I'll no, wait. He, he rang his mate. This is no word of a lie. His mate came down with an engine crane <laughs> and wheeled it. You know those tiny little wheels that don't work yes, well on gravel, yes, like a trolley well jack. He wheeled it to the edge of, <laughs> along this canal towpath, and they used an engine crane to haul this huge motorbike out. They got it out. Wow! But it was it was more compelling than someone landing. It was like Jeremy Wade's River Monsters, mm. but for old scrap in canals. And I love it. So I, I want to try and start it with with Wesson. I like the <laughs> just like. <laughs> he's not very good at it. He's forever just getting his magnet stuck to a canal boat and pulling it into some reeds. People always getting really fucked up with him. What are you doing, you idiot? Sorry, it's my magnet now. I can't get off the hull of your boat. Well, it, yeah, it's like a mashup of. I guess it's a mashup of metal detecting and fishing. I had no idea this was a thing. Yeah, it's it's because, but but what's quite cool, I guess it's it's the next level of people doing sort of constructive litter picking in. In, on beaches and in rivers and, yeah, yeah. you know like I know someone 
who goes along on a paddleboard on the canal mm. for exercise and fun, mm. but they take a bag mm. and they collect loads of litter. Oh, okay. So I guess that, hang on, it was that guy we were talking to yesterday who does that on the beach at Bognor. Oh, so it was a, a bloke who was running the media centre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we could tie that in with that bloody amazing fact you told me over breakfast this morning about that? Garfield 80s telephones being washed up on a French oh, yeah. beach. Yeah. The, That's um, amazing. So there's a beach in France where for since the 80s, in fact, they, they, they just get loads of those Garfield corded telephones washing up that were popular in the 80s. Yeah. And they finally figured out 35 years on that there's a crate, a container rather, that came off a ship. But then got submerged and wedged in a in a cave that's only a accessible a fissure in a cave yeah that's only accessible at low tide and it's taken them that long to work out where all these bloody Garfield phones are coming from there's a story I, I'll I mean for, I'll put it a link somewhere um, but there was a BBC News story quite recently about it and it's it's amazing I think it's that was right. our breakfast chat wasn't it that was Garf- our breakfast chat <laughs> Garfield phone plague 80s Garfield French phones. Garfield phone plague playing tonight in session um <laughs> so uh what uh what uh, what are we talking about oh goodwood yeah that's why we're here glorious glorious didn't rain goodwood uh it didn't rain well we're saying that it's friday night I, it's meant to be slashy tomorrow morning, it's supposed to be a bit slashy so, um, um yeah there's some good and um, there's some there's some good drift displays there's there's a, a oh i know the car that we need to talk about yeah um, the, we, we, we were filming in the Cartier Stile Lux, mm. where they've got a display of Goldwing cars, yep. a display of people's cars, you know, like um, cars of the people, and they've also got E-Type 60th birthday, mm. 110 years of Hispano Suiza. No, that's not true, <laughs> isn't it? 110 years since Hispano Suiza started building their cars in France rather than Spain. Okay, isn't it that? It is that. I mean, you go so and see not, the Hispano Suizas, so although you can't because it's Monday now, but you could have done this weekend. They are um, they're they're quite, some they're quite cool. impressive beasts, aren't they? And with a straight eight engine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, big, very, very expensive. With a crank that is as long as a. Well, it's like a Spanish, it was a Spanish car brand, um, but yet Spanish people didn't, didn't splash out on expensive cars. No, well, because it was the 1920s. <clears throat> I think, or even before. Well, hang on, 110 years. I can do the maths on this. It was more than that. Yes. Um, it was the 1910s. And Spain was not a wealthy country. So the Spanish didn't buy these cars, but other people would because they were very renowned for yeah. their yeah. quality and luxury. But the and reason why um, I'm... Yeah, the, sorry, sorry. The reason why I'm saying this is because what, when we filmed all of those bits and bobs, mm. we saw that car being unveiled... Um, the replica, not replica, sort of Re- reinterpretation. Of, re- yeah, what reimagined? Reimagining um, of the Lancia zero three seven, isn't it? Mm. Um, what's the name of the company? I'm glad you asked me that because it's uh, I can't remember. Hang on, let me look on my phone. And someone I, said to me today, "Oh, I haven't seen that today yet," and I went, "What? Uh, it's a re- guys." I say guys. Guys. Oh, gosh. Hey, guys. Look, listen, guys. Uh, it's really, really good. Um, it, I think they've done a hell of a job. It's actually. it's nice, isn't it? And it's full of... It's still got a Lancia badge on little, the front. Well, yeah, I suppose. What are Lancia going to do? They, uh, well, Lancia still kind of exists. No, it does, doesn't it? I think they're, they're saying they might sort of give it the kiss of life and try and bring it back. But um, the, the... The logo the, is a lion. Oh, is it? The logo's a lion with wings. 
Oh, that's right. Why are we being idiots? Oh, oh wing oh. lion. No, it's not the wing. <laughs> that's, that's, like that's, yes. that's a Chinese car That's a Chinese car coaches. Um, the but the it, it broadly looks like a modernised O thirty seven. Yeah. But it has lots of little sort of nods to other great Lancers, or specifically the Delta S four and the Delta Integrale, as well yeah. as the O thirty seven. I got, guess the Stratos as well. Maybe it's a little. It's got bit an incredible motor. Super and turbocharged. Four cylinder. Four, yeah. Four cylinder, but super and turbocharged, like a uh, a Delta S four. Chimera, that's Chimera Automotive. K I M E R I L R. Oh, hang on. Uh, what? No, I said it was a lion. What is it? It's a lion with ram's horns with wings that flies. Well, that makes no sense at all. <laughs> no, What's it that? doesn't. But they Chimera. can't. Oh, because Chimera, but Chimera, spelt the way that a TVR would be, is a sort of. Is that not a beast, a mythical beast? Is it it's a, a mashup of. Is it a Greek mythical beast? It's, it's a mashup animal, like a griffin. Is a griffin a mashup animal? A griffin does. A griffin's. Um, Advertised by It's gender fluid, isn't it? Is it? What? I think it's gender fluid. You okay. don't really know what it is. It's I don't sort, know. It doesn't it's identify well, as anything. Are they. They're sort of eagle like, aren't they? I'm trying to think of they a better example of oh, Like a minotaur. Is that a mashup? Well, that's a man in there. Yeah, a minotaur horse. is a mashup. Yeah. No, that's. No, that's not the horse. What, the Minotaur is a centaur. 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 That is a mashup, and the the, the Minotaur is um, a, bu- a a buffalo. Um, Isn't it a buffalo and a man? I don't know <laughs> which God. way round. You'd like, think we would have researched top, this. The shit. top of a buffalo and the legs of a man would they just fall over? It's got really be big so horns. A huge horn. Is it a bull? A bull <laughs> and a man. Any stumble and you're going down because you're basically <laughs> the centre of gravity is like somewhere below your chin. If the hang on, if the Grand Tour ends. Could you have a minor tour instead? Which Maybe, is just yeah, sort of just, like well, just go, yeah, we're in Shrewsbury again. Sorry, um, <laughs> the so the Chimera. Yes. I realise now what they're doing there. It's chim- it's like Chimera, but they've spelt it K I M E R A. It's a hell of a car. Chimera. It is a nice looking thing. Now I can't remember how much it is. Have they said? Oh, I don't, don't think, think it's cheap. Announced. It's one of, one of those ones where it's like a million pounds plus taxes. Well, I mean, it, it's going to be really expensive. It's a bespoke car. And they had not only the car, two cars on the stage, one of which works because it was running up the hill. Mm. Um, but they also had the engine on display and they had uh, the suspension, the double wishbone suspension yeah. parts on display, which looked rather beefy and impressive yeah. in their own right. Uh, so they're giving it a serious shot. Yeah, and give it a shot. And they're putting it on, they're, they're, they're releasing it and putting it on display at a time in an era where the people that remember those cars probably very fondly. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Of that rally era, of, mm. of pro- hopefully got the money to go, yeah, I understand that. I I'm think, down with it. I think they probably do, yeah, there's enough. Because I guess they don't want to sell loads. They can't sell loads. They can't make that many. But. No. So yeah, it's a it's a. It's like that Lancia Lancia Stratos replica that I drove fairly recently. I mean, oh, yeah. that's a, a very 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 cool car. Mm. Drives better than the original. Feels better than the original. Is is a lot cheaper. Engine is plenty powerful enough and has the right sound, but cheaper than a Ferrari motor. Oh, because it had that Alpha Busso. A boost. It's got the 24 valve Busso, yeah. Busso, mate. Busso. So you can have it in free. Hi, Luigi. Have another glass of Busso. Yeah, it's two and a half, three or 3.2. All 24 <laughs> volt. Volt. 24 volt. Volt. Um, Busso. So, that, yes, that was a sort of highlight of the share. Um, that, but that actually, that's that um, Cartier style, steel, steel elux garden thing. Nice. Lot of we were in the bottoms cool area. We had a look around the auction room. Oh, yeah. Oh, that feels oh. like it was about a week ago, and it wasn't, was it? It was, it was yesterday. yesterday. Um, auctions. Auctions. That, that, I think that auction has happened now, as wonder, we speak, okay. and I don't know what happened. Auction on that side of things. We'll have to have a look, won't we? But I... the um, highlights of that were many and various... I'm trying to remember now. Well, that Lotus Carlton that wasn't in the auction. Lotus Carlton, which the market are going to sell, and that's going to be lovely. I enjoyed looking at that. There, some of those miniature cars. Oh, we didn't do that, did we? We before we started filming, we'd made a promise to each other that you were going to always say auction. I know. I totally forgot. And I was going to say, I was going to say, try and say auction, but like Liam Gallagher, so sort of auction. Auction. Sunshine. Um, the what else was good? Oh well, the Testarossa. I was really smitten with the Testarossa all of a sudden. I sort of it's, it's taken a while to hit me that I'd really like a Testarossa. Yeah, I didn't think I would, and I do. And then we met your mate who's got one, and he was just telling me how brilliant he was it waxing is lyrical. Now he uses it all the time. It's basically like his car. He just drives about in it like a normal it. person. But then he did concede. I went, well, I live in because I think he said. I mean, it's not brilliant and stuff. Sort of, you know, in everyday situations and. In, in town, I was like, oh, well, I live in London. He went, oh, yeah, I wouldn't have one in London. <laughs> I mean, and not that I was seriously thinking you of buying a Testarossa. You wouldn't street park a Testarossa Well, what an interesting... Because I'm sure, like a lot of those sort of cars, actually, they like being used. They better do. than not being used. And um, yeah. so, you know. Street park no, no, street is the park. only way <laughs> I know. Street park. Pick up scuffs and dings. <laughs> um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't street park. But then again, they're quite wide, so it would be hard to get into a, a garage. I don't, are, they, are they that wide though? They were wide at the time, but everything's got wide now. Well, how it? bloody wide did that Ferrari look today? That oh, new, the, the SF90, yeah. It looked incredibly wide. Well, it's not the new one though, is it? Because there's a newer new one. They're releasing them quicker than my brain functions. We, the Ferrari PR man, actually told us that Ferrari's range of models, certainly in the UK, is now broader than Fiat's. I mean that's amazing. And Alphas and Maseratis. Did he say put together? I can't remember. It I can't think be it right. was put. Well, if you think about well, how, think what, about Fiat doesn't sell that many cars. Different Fiat cars. Fiat sells what three models? The five hundred, the five hundred e, the Panda, no Punto. Do they even do that Stilo anymore? No, I don't do. think they do this. Oh, there you go. And then Alpha, only two car. 
they're, they're Giulietta and Stelvio and Maserati. Uh, well, it's the uh, Harry Belafonte and the. Yeah. Oh, they probably do that. They, well, hang on a minute. How, did Maserati sells more models than Alpha or Is it Fiat. The Grandma Sport. What's going on? Yeah, <laughs> it's it is all still really wrong. It is weird. But Ferrari dwarfs them all. Ferrari had like nine cars at Goodwood, and, that, and that, they didn't even have the two nine six there. No. And McLaren have got, got a shed load. And they've got that fucking pure water thing coming, the SUV soon. It's like Ferrari has accidentally confused itself with Ford and thinks it has to offer a massive range of cars. It's quietly selling 180,000 cars a year. Or is it? Is it in fact only selling three of each car it makes? It's a really confusing business model. I don't know. What I do know is that I I had a good look at the nose of the Roma. Yes. With you. Oh, yes. Um, and I had a bit of a... I don't like the look of that car. It's experimental. It's trying to be unique. But you said it right. I, I couldn't put my finger on why it look, it's a bit of a wrong end for me. And you said, well, it just looks like the base model of, of, of a type of car. You know, where you haven't got any chrome trim yeah. and you haven't paid... To well, not have. all of it. I like the rest of it. I think it's a, it's a nice-looking car. But it's the grille. That main front grille looks base model it looks like it's stamped metal grill and if you'd pay a bit more for the gl you'd get a sort of plastic slatted grill with a bit of chrome on it that's right but and it was the bit that, it was when you pointed out that there's basically chicken wire in <laughs> the lower intake is masked off with chicken wire stop pigeons from <laughs> so we've been getting fucking pigeons in there we've got to put some chicken wire over it or, yeah you know what, i came out last night and a fox was trying to get into the front of my ferrari so I put some chicken wire down to try and you know those off. spikes that they put on top of security yeah. lights and on top of stately homes <laughs> i'm gonna say that you just put a load of those on it to stop horrible pigeons and things landing on my Exotic car. But then, once we'd, we'd realised that that looked a bit cack, we'd then noticed there's a sort of 80s burglar alarm movement <laughs> sensor embedded into the there into is. the chicken wire. There is. Which I guess is part of the radar cruise. And then it, but it's it it so fussy. It, it is fussy. Could and you not have hidden any of that, but in the deep depths of black plastic you somewhere? You think there are ways of to, if other people do do it, don't they? So I don't get that. But I think the rest of it is quite a nice-looking car. There's nothing... But you're right, the SF90... And they had the they had the SF ninety what's the coupe called? It's got a thing. Oh, Stradley, Stradale, 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 and then the, there's a Spider as well. And it is a really wide car, really wide to look at. It's incredibly wide. So, I don't know. I'm sure it's lovely. I'm but there's lots it. going on. Lots going on with McLaren. Aston, we heard the Aston Martin Valerie. The Valerie, which apparently has now, as we speak, has broken down at least twice going up the hill. Has it? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Well, that's what Steve I Winwood's he's cancelled his order. Yeah. Why did you break on down, Valerie? Just, um, th- oh, that's not that, isn't it? I'm thinking of the other. That's song. the Zootons. That's the, yeah. So yeah. Valerie. Valkyrie. Call, Call the AA. Valerie. Uh, uh, Valkyrie. Yeah. Well, I have seen a picture of it. I didn't see this, but uh, someone else showed me a picture they took of it. It had conked out and the door was open. And it sounded absolutely. But it did. Amazing. Whatever is causing it to stop working is obviously easily fixable in some way or other because it then has been up and running again, and it sounds extraordinary. I've it's never got heard road car rev so freely. Well, it's, it's, it's got no flywheel on it. Yeah. It's like a. It's just that. It's that quick power drill. It's the. I mean, it's like a power. It's like a cordless drill. Yeah. Just take your finger off and it stops. Like my uh, eighteen volt uh, Dewalt cordless jingle. I'm very proud of my drill. It's, mm. it's an absolute storming drill. Got a Dewalt. 
I have got. I treat, treated myself about mm. three three Christmases ago. Fancy extra battery pack, you know, because when one runs <laughs> out, you've got the other one on the go already. <laughs> Circulate the packs. You so know. if the old, you know, car thing doesn't work out, you could just go and be a handyman. No, I really couldn't, unfortunately. I've always I wanted to have the nerve to put up cards advertising myself as a handyman because I'm not a handyman at all. I'm what? very, very basic home skills. I have you the brass, the brass neck to go to people's houses <laughs> and make an absolute arse of things. You drill through a high-pressure main <laughs> yeah. and then just walk away. No. I'm, oh, shit. <laughs> you dropped your brute. The brute just fell over. Um, no, I have a great fear of drilling through pipes and wires, so I always use my little dinker dinker thing that scans all. Yeah, do you not? Yeah, well, a couple of times I've just just put my hand really close to the wall and closed my eyes and gone, I don't think there's a wire here. You fucking idiots. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't work in any Uh, sense at all. I remember drilling a freshly painted body shell of my Enfield my electric drag race car because I had to drill a... Oh, no, this is serious. I had to drill holes to put the um, Type 2 connect charge connector Mm, in. mm. And the car was, like I said, it was freshly painted. And it was, you know, it's a big commitment drilling a car. And we're talking a hole the size of a Type 2 EV connector. Oh, So I had to drill one pilot hole and then drill lots of holes and then hollow it out with a a file. Mm. So stressful. Mm. Making that first, you know, I, you know, they say measure twice, cut once. I measured about sixteen <laughs> times, and he, and then walked away, had a coffee, came back, and went, I'm, "Am I sure I want it there?" And then I did. Oh, so it's positioning sick. rather than ultimate accuracy to meet no, up well, with something. Well, it was also on what is the corner of the front valance, so it was a curved panel. Oh. So you obviously have to put masking tape on first, so that the drill bites. Oh shit. Otherwise, it's, it just skitters otherwise across the surface. Otherwise, it skitters like an absolute... <laughs> you know what I mean? It skitters and then goes through a lamp or something. You know what I mean? It'd be like a greyhound on a, on a, on a frozen lake. <laughs> It'd just go flying on it. Just, in fact, it'd be like that bloke in the Audi S3 going into the car park and just absolutely rinsing it. Uh, Pirouette after. Pirouette. Uh, no, I just want to, I, don't, I would have never do this, but, be, but I just the idea of billing yourself as a handyman and then going and just going, I'm really sorry, I've actually made that worse. I'm so sorry. So uh, that's about two mil. John, <laughs> yeah, I won't your shelves you. are. Fine. I won't charge you. I just did it for my own amusement because I wanted, I wanted to see if you'd be too polite to mention that the shelves aren't level. <laughs> And one of them's falling down already. Stop it. Stop it. You stroker. <laughs> okay. It's like people what? that offer to help mend a car and they yeah. can't. They just can't. I know. Do you, know what, do you know the thing that really annoys me is in films where they, they're trying to start the car mm. And the starter motor is turning at the normal speed, but it's not firing. Mm. And then they'll bump start it mm. or something like that. And you'll be like, no, because obviously it's still turning the engine over. Yeah. You know, you haven't worked. Do they them. do that in films a lot? I yeah, they have done in sort of 80s films oh, okay. and stuff. It's like, come on, it's just simple. Just get the, person to, get the script writer to research, Rich. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's all I ask. But, you know, it may be, in fact, the they did it more accurately but in post-production they dubbed in some more dramatic sounding oh, noises they that didn't might get be how request. they did it so it's like the script writer has by then lost control of the situation and it's, it's all in the post 
because in the same way that cars always go bip bip when you lock them in movies and and they just don't know that sort of stuff well they don't because you can turn it off unless you've got a jeep renegade in which case it does beep we saw a jeep renegade tonight what oh it wasn't a renegade it was a, ra- a wrangler sahara Oh, those people with no doors on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The but pl- it still had the roof on. It was like, what yeah. are you doing? Why pulled, were they shouting at you? He pulled out... Well, he was coming the other way, and it, and, it, and, in, and I was waiting at a junction. He stopped, and he pointed at me. He went, it's you! Oh. And he went, I love watching your stuff on YouTube. It's really good. Wow, it's great to see your car. And they were cool, because they had a Sahara Wrangler but it was, it in was the very, UK. No doors, but the roof still on reminded me of like a man wearing a t-shirt but no underpants which as we've established on a previous podcast is like one of the worst looks shirt in cocky. the world shirt cocky yeah. <laughs> it's just it's the, one of the least attractive things a man can oh, do oh it's just not cool is it <laughs> it's not like cool men never do that women never do, do even not if you're like a bit it. self-conscious that you've probably got not got the upper physique that you once had or still don't do it yeah if but just what don't. situation are you in where this is a problem just put pants on and that just levels it all just out just wear pants or Okay. Or but it was a shirt cocking jeep that oh, it was I, a... I found it a really disorientating look. I was, I was a bit like, what's happened? Oh, I see they've taken the doors off. Shirt well, cocking. You. It's just one of those things that I love. Uh, I love you have, too. in fact, for you've spent the past couple of days um, being uh, a, a shirt cocker. No, what? being <laughs> receiving plaudits from people. But we we have also yeah. had. It's been very nice, and to, thank you to everyone who came up to us and uh, said that they like this podcast as yeah. well, including uh, people who came up and also said they were patrons. Uh, thank yeah. you. And they got a photo and everything. They got a photo, yeah. uh, they got a kiss if they wanted it, uh, they didn't. But They get um, a signed checkbook and pen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did say we should have Smith & Sniff stickers that we give to people who come up and go, hi, I'm a patron. We should have well, had like, you know, like, like the COVID stickers. And listen, things. we're working on merch. We are working on merch. You wait. You all wait, <laughs> alright? Hold those. You haven't read that email t- from your wife that was to both of us that she went, since you're together I've got some decisions you need oh, to make about merch and... Um, what what we, what she doesn't know is we've got some Malbec, we've got, got a bottle of Brute, and uh, we've got a podcast to, to record, Yeah, which is what we're sat in the middle of a field. It's a very still field, isn't it? It is really still. Isn't it wonderful? I don't... I can just hear there's a plane going over quite high. Yeah. There's a little bit of cloud, but it's, it's very starry. It's lovely. It's really beautiful out here. Um, the birds have gone to sleep now, but I'm hoping at some point we might see some bats... Oh, this is this is bat territory. What was I going to say? Oh, oh yes, big, about... big thank, big shout out. Yeah, again, thank thank Lewis for lending us his caravan and Vicky, because um, otherwise we would have had to have driven home. Tonight. No, I could have had a hotel because I'm working tomorrow. Oh, you absolutely! I turned down the hotel to come and sit outside <laughs> outside you've, a showman's trailer. You're a flesh and hood. Sleep on a blow up mattress on the floor. <laughs> you're an absolute flesh in a, hood. In a um, in a showman's trailer with no running water <laughs> and the right. fact that I knew that this I mean I knew that this wasn't quite finished as a as a habitable place yeah it's but fun. you were a little sparing with the details and when you casually went oh by the way you need to bring bed linen and a duvet yeah. I started to worry and then well, when then you very casually shed. last night over dinner when oh I've brought this massive battery pack but it's not really a battery pack it's mainly a very powerful torch which I bought just in case I'm just because you weren't certain no. that this trailer has power it does it does but the fact that you weren't certain look what can I say Richard uh, it's a great it's a really great trailer uh, historic 1960 it only came out of showman's service a year ago so it's seen some action 
It probably has, hasn't it? I think it's one of the cool caravans rather than the uncool ones. Well, it's also massive. It's 40 feet long, maybe. I mean, it's, yeah, you've well, got, it's got you need three rooms. It's got two bedrooms and a living room and a kitchen it's area. It's got bogey steer. Oh. It's a bogey steer set So you pointed out this is one of those ones that's uh, when the travelling uh, circus or fair or whatever was, was moving around, this would have been towed behind the Jenny truck. This, yeah, and this is like a permanent home to a showman family. How do you get to be the showman then? That's the boss, right? <clears throat> yeah, or if you're a family who, you know, the, 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 your profession is owning a ride or an attraction, mm. and, and but apart from winter, you're travelling with it. That's what you do. A showman, <laughs> you know, like... When you say showman, it's not someone who's just wearing a T-shirt and no pants no. <laughs> or trousers. That's not a showman. No. Where are you sleeping tonight? I was sleeping in a shirt cocker's trailer. <laughs> what? Yeah, you have to... You have to a shirt cocker's trailer. Very specific dress yeah, code, yeah, a bit yeah, weird. Um, no, I just... Because no, people would go, oh, you know, um, Elton John is a natural showman. But it's not that. It's not like Elton John. Although, actually, Elton John would probably quite like this as a kind oh. of... You know, if he was What's touring. that film that everyone loves? Is it The Greatest Showman? Oh, yes. What, with um, old what's-his-face? Yeah, Australian bloke. Yeah, Mark Webber. <laughs> Greatest Showman with, with Mark, Mark Webber. Webber. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> Get him just... a bit drunk and he's singing it with an Australian twang uh, to everything. What's his name? Hugh Jackman? Yes, that's right. Who is friends with Mark Webber, apparently. Is he? They're really close mates. Yeah. Really? Yeah. According to Mark... Yeah. I'm not wow. making it up. I bet that's, they shirt cocked together and everything. That's the second most surprising celebrity news you've told me today after did you know that that Ant Anstead is going out with Renny Zellweger? Which well, that, I had no idea about. It well that shocked me and I I do know Ant and I did send him a message just to you know What to say? I, I just What congratulations? Well, it, well, it was a real <laughs> I just wanted to know how on earth that, that that came to be, but yeah. Apparently, it was through cars. He's taught her how to weld. I don't know. I, I can envisage that being Bridget like the scene Jones from. Is that's like the pottery wheel scene from Ghost, but with a much more dangerous. <laughs> with a lot more options, Ethelene. Oh, Mike. That would be amazing. It would be, but what are they welding? Just like a sort of. A, a, a TR7. A, oh, okay. A real yeah, just, shit what, just one. putting some new cells in. Yeah, but yeah. because because the car's quite bad anyway, it sort of doesn't matter if you do a great job because the the, the main priority is romance. Well, they you know what they say: a couple that welds together stells together. So that's, <laughs> um, melds together. Melds together. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's happened. Oh. What started as a casual welding appointment is uh, is now full blown romance. Well, yeah. So well, um, congratulations, Anne. Good on. Flying Ant Anstead, the once a year irritant that uh, comes out and <laughs> covers your garden uh, with co- his brethren. He's covering his garden with uh, with Radford, resurrecting Radford. Yeah, he's up to all sorts, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. yeah, doing yeah. well, it's funny, but because um, somebody, a friend of mine in the US, told me only recently that Ant Anstead is a sort of household name in the US because he's often in gossip magazines because he'd married a. Um, reality show star I think and then she's a, they she, separated she's a re- yeah she's a real estate TV show oh maybe he said realty show star then uh, it could be realty because they say that don't yeah, they? they do that means being a estate st- agent yeah realtor or, de- or developing houses the other weird yeah. thing is that people in the US don't seem to view estate agents as absolute scumbags it's, it's like they're just considered sort of quite pillars of the community and I went oh 
it's not really the are same. They? Yeah, yeah, more than they are here. Yeah, yeah, we don't like, we don't really trust them, do we? Here, <laughs> no. I was saying to someone the other day, it's weird, isn't it? Sort of in, as as we uh, try and clamber out of COVID and uh, yeah, it's very sort of worries about the economy. But the one thing that seems for sure is that house prices seem to have gone a bit nutty, and so yeah, have car sales and used car sales, particularly because of a bit of residuals of used cars, and so two of the sort of most dimly viewed members of our community car salesmen and estate agents are doing very nicely out of it they are that's the hidden cost of covid maybe, sorry if you're a car salesman or an estate maybe agent. You, maybe it was started well. by realtors and and car sales people <clears throat> maybe i don't know who knows what they'll be up to but um well fair play if you if, if, if work is going well for you then um that's got to be good, good. no I, yeah in all seriousness i hope everyone's well and uh, and and if you're a patron, <laughs> you like thank you're you for being a your patron. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm on glass number five. I, can, I suddenly the brute has. Re- I don't know. It's because I've. Have you noticed how strong the brute still is? That's what I was just thinking. It's I just, suddenly got fa- a waft of it. And I was like, well, I just, we've been, I'm not being paid to say this. In, but we're not being paid by brute. Because if we were, I would spend all that money prepping a brute liveried. What? What car would it be? Oh, brute. I was going to say a brute livery helicopter. Just no, I'm not interested in this because it'd be a spindly piston <laughs> helicopter that I just, I just fear. One of the things anyone who's been to Goodwood before, or has been here this weekend, knows that there's a lot of helicopters buzzing around because they do these um, flights. You can just go up and sort of do a loop of around the Goodwood estate. Lawyers, for lawyers, fifty nine quid or something, and. Uh, They've been using, I thought wonderfully, there have been some Bell Jet Rangers, the quintessential 80s helicopter. Uh, I think it was probably launched in the 60s or 70s. Don't write in, but I was associated with 80s American TV shows. Oh, loads. Apart from the A team. Although they probably had it in that. It was just that in the titles they have a Huey. But um, then one of those really spindly Robinson helicopters <laughs> appeared and <laughs> I pointed it out to you and <laughs> you, you were sort of. Visibly, like yeah, looking with disgust at this thing flying over because it was so spindly. Oh, it's just too spindly. So, right, we're not going to have a brute you know, livery like helicopter. New... I would have a brute liveried. Um, would it be SD one? Well, I was going to say SD one. I was like, is that too predictable? I mean, yes, obviously that would be. It'd be unbelievable. Be a great goal to have but, with gold wheels. Uh, Jingle. Yeah, maybe. Look good. I was wondering though if there's something else. Well, I suppose we could just go nuts on the old K11 micros, brute livery K11 micros. You oh my gosh, that'd be brilliant! Well, oh, I know. Okay. Uh, it depends how much money brute are giving us for this sponsorship deal that we've confected without their knowing. I'd love it. I'd love. What, would it look out of place on, say, a brand new Supra? It would um, be very odd, wouldn't it? But what about if you got the brute translated to Japanese? Um, yeah, I don't. Yes, maybe it's the right kind of car, isn't it? In a way. Yeah, you'd put an exclamation mark at the end of brute, as well. Because the, Jap- the Japanese really like marketing people. <laughs> Sorry, the, the I was really distracted because I saw a light in the sky and I thought it might have been the space station passing over. Because it wasn't a plane, a light. Just I saw a, mo- a slow moving light in the sky and now it Christ- disappeared. Do you remember and that I Christmas like Eve a- when the space station went passing by and it was really visible? Very, very. It happens all the time. Does it? Yeah. Get oh, the app. There's, a, there's an app and it tells you when it's going over. In the summer, it's really good because it's... A piss off. Is that true? Yeah. I thought it was the only time it's ever happened. Well, no, because it's always passing over somewhere. Oh, 
It's five o'clock somewhere. It's Richard. always five o'clock somewhere, and they're always having a drink on the space station. Oh well, because anyway. it's five o'clock because they're, they're passing around. So. Well, anyway, we we that Christmas Eve that it went past really close and fast. It yeah, oh, sometimes it's, that's the thing. The app tells you we it's knew a good we pass knew it was going to happen, mm. and we took our kids into the back garden just before bed on mm. Christmas Eve, and mm. we said, any minute now, there's a chance that you'll see Father Christmas's sleigh. Oh, and nice. sure enough, it came buzzing past. And our kids still talk about it today. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, it was special. Well, now, on a similar note, I was at a, <laughs> I was at a Christmas drinks party early evening in the winter, so it's, you know, it's dark, nice and early. And I think the, I had the app set up at that point to alert me when the space station was passing over, and I got an alert. An alert? An alert. The app? Yeah, and I said to my kids, oh, the space station, it was a really clear evening. Yeah. And I said to my kids... Uh, space station's going over. Do you want to come and see it? They went, yeah, because they really loved it. And and some of the other kids came out. But also, <laughs> so, so did one of the dads, Miguel, he's Portuguese. And he didn't know anything about it. The same as you. He was like, I didn't know this was a thing. Is it going over? And I was like, yeah, we'll get the app thing. And we went outside. And, and then I went, oh, there it is. And it's just a little light. And you could mistake it for a plane. But it moves very sort of slowly and evenly across the sky. And you sort of, if you know what you're looking for, it's not a plane. It doesn't have flashing lights in it for a start. It's just a pinprick of light. Well, sometimes it's quite bright. It was bright on Christmas Eve. Yeah, night. and it was quite bright this Believe. time. When we were outside, and Miguel just, just went, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, this is incredible, this is incredible, oh, my God. It went absolutely nuts about really? it. Really? Yeah, it was like he was having some kind of crazed epiphany it, it about it. It wasn't that good, though, was it? Well, it is pretty cool. I love it, honestly. Even if the kids are in bed and... Um, do you get, I, is there an app for Mustang drivers crashing? As they well, coming? no, because you get too many alerts. It would just be impractical. It would just be amazing. If you're anywhere near Connecticut, quickly, yeah, you need one, to... There's happened. one coming up. I know. It'd be one of those things, like the, the hurricane warnings in the US. You just get a Mustang crash warning. It's too late. It'd or uh, is it a Hellcat Red Eye crashing so that you can buy salvage parts off it? That seems to be the hottest property, apart from crashed Teslas. Really? Crashed Hellcat. Yeah. What, everyone people wants, buy... Everyone wants the motor... Oh, okay. And the, and but, the gearbox for resto mods. But is, so you're hoping that they lost control but spun round and went back first into a park. I always hope they go rear end first. Talking of which, I think Dodge are about to unveil a an electric muscle car. Are they? I believe they are. When? Uh, well, I saw it on Instagram. I follow a guy, a mate of mine called Mike Musto. Yes. Who, as you might know, is um, he had his own YouTube channel called House of Muscle. Mm. And he works for Hemmings. And uh, he's messaged, um, he put a message up on Instagram with like the sort of one of those uh, carrot dangling shadow pictures. Oh, okay. Saying, this is, this is coming imminently. Oh. And I've seen it and I think you're going to like it. And oh. Mike's quite, he's quite a tough crowd. Mm. And he's got, um, he's got two chargers, one Daytona. Has he? One, yeah. Oh. Yeah, one the the the, the Daytona's like a resto mod and he's going to put, I believe, a Hellcat motor in it imminently. Could you buy a Hellcat motor as a crate motor? That's a good question. I don't know. I can't remember. Talk actually, talking of American V eights, there was a, a shitload of cars at the show today with half decent American V eights in. Um, we saw the Corvette C8. We didn't saw we? the Corvette first C8. Time I've seen one in real That's life. the first time I've saw, seen one. I mean, mm. American listeners will go, "Well, we've seen them all the time." Yeah. But we don't in the UK. No. Um, and we are going to get it. You said in right-hand drive. <laughs> yeah. Which would be quite cool. I don't know when. But I think 
It was supposed to be this year, but maybe things have been knocked back a bit. I really like the C7 Corvette. Mm. And I've liked yes. I've liked numerous Corvettes. I certainly have a thing for a lot <clears> of early Corvettes. I find that I understand why they've done the re the mid engine thing, but it almost feels like it's a more generic car against everything else now. Yes, I, I can't I can't just... get on with the design of it. It's sort of dated, and it looks like one of those magazine renderings of what they think a Corvette mid engine car to look would look like. like because it sort of uses a lot of little cues off the last Corvette or two. Yeah. And but it's just and wasn't not... The, wasn't the, en- the engine was positioned quite far back, was it mid-front in a Corvette yes. anyway? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in terms of balance, it was really yeah. good. Yeah, So I just feel like they've gone to all that effort, and now it looks like a sort of generic cut-price mid-engine supercar. Well, yeah, I gather it's quite nice to drive, though. Is it? Yeah. Maybe but would if, you... I mean, in America it's different because you get one very, very cheaply. Well, relatively for its performance. They're like the price of 10 Hot Wheels toys. Yes. Um, I think sometimes they give them away with breakfast cereal. What, a C8? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it'll be a different story here. It, it, it will be... I think it will still be sort of what you might consider good value, but I don't know that it would be it's such be good like, value. That it's going to be like 90 grand, 80 grand. Yeah. It's got to be. And I don't know... In an odd sort of way, by making it more like uh, some other cars, in as much as it's... Well, I suppose, what is it like, actually? Maybe I'm talking shit. I mean, I don't know. It's just... It's got a whiff of kind of big-engine Lotus about it. Yes. Speaking of which, um, another thing we saw at Goodwood was the, was the Lotus Emira in oh, the yeah. flesh. A mirror. A mirror. Now, I know you're sort of, you have reservations. I, I liked it. I think it looked even nicer in real life than it did in um, pictures and video. But um, yeah, yeah. I just I, I, I don't. think it's it's it looks. Um, it looks it looks tasteful. It's very tasteful. That's and the safe. Thing. Neat. Yes, I know that's your your objection. Is it's safe? It's a bit too safe. But I think they need to sell some cars. They do, look. They totally so they can't be quirky. They can't be too extreme. Yeah. So tasteful is probably the way to go. I oh. would say. One thing we did is we got a little bit of a close-up tour of the Glickenhaus SCG004. You remember that so well. I don't know how. And we met Jim Glickenhaus. Yes. Was Jim wearing Glickenhaus. Some interesting clothing, as you He really it. was. It was almost like he went. Now, he's a sort of I think, a very successful man, and a uh, he's from New York, so... Yeah. Um, but he's also, obviously, uh, a man of the world, <laughs> it's almost like he comes to Goodwood. Went, oh, I better make sure everyone knows I'm American. I'm going to dress like a sort of cartoon American. So he was wearing a cowboy hat, and he had a big cowboy belt on. But then he was wearing safety trousers, essentially. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, you know, I. He seems cool. He seems very, very cool. Very I've never met him before. You've met him before, haven't you? I met you, him Bert? briefly at the what was the place I told you I thought I met him? Oh, Villa, um, Villa, Villa Testi. Villa Testi's and uh, uh, concourse. Yeah, the shirt cocking his... events of the year. Did it? Was it? Was it the? Is it the P? The P four. P four slash five. That's right. I've, when he was unveiling that car, it was the year of that. Um, that but was he really is good, Villa Testis. a refreshingly straight-talking bloke, isn't he? Yeah. We discovered today. Because he said that um, he was quite honest about it. He went the, the engine in that car is um, <clears throat> is the is the Chevy GM 
Yeah, LT four is it? Class LS four, I think. Yeah, LS four, I think. Yeah, it? and it's a it's, it's it's a Corvette motor, really. Push but forward. they take on the certification homologation of it, so they get to call it their own. But he's not going to try and bullshit you and say that it's it's theirs. He's quite open about where it comes from, and they just um, they they use a supercharged version of it, six hundred fifty horsepower, and then he went because. Uh, why would we need any more? There's not a road tyre around that can handle 650 horsepower without just constantly activating the traction control if you really want to gun it. And so any more power is bullshit. And those were pretty much his exact words. Oh, he words. did say that? Yeah. yeah. And central driving position with two um, friends uh, like the McLaren... No, yeah, like the McLaren F1 and the, the Gordon Murray car, the T50. And the um, McLaren Speedtail as well. Oh yeah, which wasn't there. I didn't see a speed tail today. No, I didn't. A lot of McLarens, but not a speed tail. I like the speed tail. Yeah, I I don't know why. I just do. It's it's sort of I don't. It's silly in a way, but I quite like it. I think if you can have a McLaren, have a silly one, right? Well, yeah. Although that's the thing that that arterial damage looks like it's actually quite sensible in a way, particularly (laughs) plugged in. Do you know how far it goes on? um, I don't plug in. I don't. No, I wish you hadn't asked me that. Just make up a number. Seven. Uh, No. 400. 50 miles. 50? I don't think it'd be 50. No, well, I don't. <laughs> I, don't, know. I, don't. I just had to say a number. Speak, two, Gary. Two, think, Gary. One. Think. It'll go as far as you could throw it. For a second, then, I felt like Danny Bahar about 10 years ago. What? Just making up numbers? Yeah. You, just, you almost go out on stage to unveil a Lotus, but you don't know any of the numbers, and you yeah, just you kind just make of... Them up. Well, well, didn't John DeLorean do that sort of thing as well? Oh, I don't know, maybe. Sure. Yeah, this is going to be the world's fastest car with with uh, with gullwing doors. Everyone's like, you didn't mm. say it's going to be the world's fastest. Yeah. Oh, um, funny enough, the launch of the Lotus Emira, there's a, there's a sort of closure for Lotus on the Bahaha era because that new factory building that he commissioned was then stopped when it was just a steel frame and it's been like that for 10 years Has it? it's known at Lotus as the skeleton building because it's just the skeleton of a building and well, did they just realise they didn't need to do it it was a waste of money or well something? because all those cars you know you sort of went nuts and announced seven cars at once with Brian May and Mickey Rourke and Naomi Campbell and Sharon Stone Christ knows who else yeah all that, of UB40 all of them but there's two different UB40s as well. I mean, that's just... Oh, uh, yeah, itself. that is complicated. There's, there's people. But um, he he seemed to honestly think he was going to do some or all of that. And so, yeah, he's commissioned to start a new factory building and then it, when he departed um, and all where, the Where is he? Well, he does that, that company, what they're called Arse Design in Italy. Arse? Yeah, Ares. It's just like it's an anagram of Arse. What? They do that thing where they, they do a Di Tommaso Pantera sort of modernised oh. thing, but I can't remember what it's based on. Bloody hell, we, we, we did get to look at some of the sort of 70s wedgie supercars in the Cartier lawn today. Uh, and we both did that, that early Di Tommaso Pantera, 1971, I think it mm. was. <clears throat> How handsome was that? Yeah, and that having seen felt. a really late Pantera, and you realise they made the Pantera for a long time. Mm, they did. Was, was it a 1990 Pantera? It was a it was. 90. And, and it was quite weird. a fun-looking thing. It was, by then it sprouted lots of arches and body kitty shit. And then you see an original Pantera and you go... But only in the same way that, that near the Pantera they had an original Countach, like a Periscopo early one, 
and you go, God, they were great, weren't they? And and you, you sort of imagine full Rod Stewart spec with a wing and and sidey bits and all sorts. And you just, Which was like ten years down the line. Original one. They are so nice. Yeah. And they look so sort of delicate and pretty compared to what they became. I know. I know, Johnny. I know. I know. I know. I know. Guys. So yes, listen. I know. Um, but yes, anyway, I was going to say, yeah, the Amira, the, the skeleton building that was uh, one of Danny Bahaha's follies is now finished off or near finished off and it's going to be the hall in which they build the Amira. Cry so. me a mirror. <laughs> Cry me a mirror. <laughs> Great Justin Timberlake song. Oh, Timberlake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I He's actually don't like so, that song. You don't? I don't really. Crimean River, it's okay. It's not the best Justin Timberlake song, I think. My wife's a massive um, JT fan. Can I be so kind of way? What's that one called? It's all right. It's the one. The, the best one. The best song he's ever done is with Fifty Cent. Ao Technology. <laughs> it's you got to. I mean, listen for for for, for younger listeners. Yeah, it has explicit meanings not oh. actual explicit words but there is explicit meanings oh i can't we, we're, not, we're not on the internet here i don't know i, I can't access emails um but it's great but a listener has sent uh, the other week sent us a message about a song um how would i find this i wouldn't i'll bring this back up again i think they've, they've i think well, i can't remember if it's a prince song but basically all prince songs are about genitals and um, <laughs> they are <laughs> they are i know it's little red corvette is not about a corvette sexy mf yeah yeah, 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 yeah. um yeah. bat dance don't know what that's about <laughs> that might actually be about batman it's about uh, bats dancing it's about bat dance. they're all <laughs> <laughs> Dancing um, with Michael Keaton. Look, listen, guys. Um, we've talked for an hour and a half, pretty much. No, get out. Yeah, we have. So we probably should wrap this up. Oh um, no, you droopy tailpipe! Because otherwise, we'll just be here all night sitting. It's getting cold as well. Are we going to see a return of the downturn tailpipe? Well, they are downturned sometimes, aren't they? But they're hidden behind the rear skirt. Uh, it doesn't count. Valance, the Holly Valance, if you will. Yeah. Uh, the Holly. The Holly. <laughs> Is she Holly Valance or Valance? Val Holly. Because she's single. Valance, but I. But I mean, it is Valance, isn't it? She's just said, "Oh no, I want the emphasis to go in a different place." But is that because she's Australian? They emphasise in different places. But do they? Americans do. They? do. <laughs> I do they? <laughs> I say Americans do more often, but because I think typically in American speech patterns, they always land the emphasis on the um, first syllable more than we do. Oh bloody hell, Rich! Ice cream. Ice cream. Oh, they're the ones because we always go, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we we make the TV show Top Gear, and they'd be like Top Gear, and you go, oh, you've moved the emphasis. Then. <laughs> going back into your house, and someone's moved from the chair. So you go, well, hang on a minute, we didn't ask you. Oh, it's fine. It's all top right. Gear. Top Gear. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't noticed that. <laughs> Armchair. That's a bad example, but you know what I mean. Ice cream is a better one. Uh, anyway, we we should probably. Smoothly move this. Tears for uh, fears. To, to <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that the other day. I could. I was on my own driving, and I was thinking about that stupid conversation we had ages ago, what? ages and ages and ages ago, 
about changing tears to tears <laughs> 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 for songs. And it's just. But I told you that one that I've started doing as well with my new game that I was just doing to amuse myself the other day. Where I messaged you about it. <laughs> Any song with the word the rain in it mm. in the lyrics just change the rain to Lorraine. <laughs> so obviously you've got Kiss Lorraine by Billy Myers, but then yeah. you've also got I Can't Stand Lorraine. I Can't Stand Lorraine. And um, here comes Lorraine again, <laughs> <laughs> falling on my head. Like, what fall? How is she falling on your head, Annie? Oh, she's, she's pissed right <laughs> just, up. Just, like just, the staff just, do. Just, at the staff party, Lorraine's in account, so you don't normally <laughs> don't talk to her unless you need something. She's a nuisance. Isn't she's she? a bit annoying. Lorraine she is, is a bit annoying. She she um she she's very passive aggressive about food in the work fridge. Here comes and Lorraine cutlery again. Usage as well. Um, so yeah, screw Lorraine. Um, anyway, we really do have to stop now. So. Um, Tears on my pillow. For old time's sake, I'm going to do three things, I suppose. Three things are, one, Johnny has a solo YouTube channel. You can find out what it's called from... What is it called? What, my own channel? The Late Break you Show. Absolute, isn't that absolute. I was about to say the Late Late Break <laughs> you're, Show. You're an absolute... <laughs> and I totally... You're a foreskin <laughs> full of pound coins. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my brain jammed. I, my it's brain the jammed. Late, the Late the Break late, Show. Late Late, the late break. You, there's you, only you, one late. You've got a mouthful of Melbeck and your brain's the not late working. Late break show. Yeah, the late break show on uh, YouTube. Uh, what's lovely, your new video? lovely place. Bearing in mind, this is going out on Monday. Uh, the new video. Actually, there'll be that. We, we've got the Lancia, the driver of the Lancia Stratos rally rep on the road, which was glorious. Um, and we've got some projects of the people, which is where I let people send in a little two-minute video of their vehicle. And why they like it and their little shed. Good. And it's lovely. I'm going to use the word lovely. It's charming and lovely and warm. Cool. Yeah. What, the Stratos or the shed? In the words of Buffalo Bill. <laughs> I'd, I'd fuck me. Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. I've been walking in the rain. Um, two, I've got some books out. <laughs> Don't you just love the British promotion of that? <laughs> Are you actually, you've gone to the effort oh. of writing a book and he can't be bothered I've to tell anyone. Oh, oh, I've got some books oh, out. All right, uh, which one? Oh, boring Car Trivia. Boring Car Trivia, Medium volume one, one, one and two. Yeah. And they're, and give they're them f- consistent titles. The first one is called A Medium-Sized Book of Boring Car Trivia and the second one is called Boring Car Trivia, volume two. And they are both... By Sniff Petrol, available exclusively on Amazon as an ebook or a paperback. And they're stuffed. And with they facts. have forwards by uh, James May for Volume One and Jeremy Clarkson for Volume Two. Johnny Smith for Volume Three, or would it be Hammond? That would be very unfair on Richard Hammond. It would, wouldn't it? I'd quite <laughs> like I, to do. If I get round to Volume Three, I have to offer it to him first. Or I think he would be quite offended. <sighs> He'll find out and we get what? Hang on a minute! You skipped me, you prick! What did you do that for? That's what I'd say if you I was gave him. it to that absolute trombone. Yeah, over there. Well, I mean, I could. I suppose I could be quite ironic, and he might appreciate the irony if I gave volume three to Jason Dor oh, and no. promised him volume four. But that means you're bumped down the queue. Oh, I'm fine. Uh, I don't think there's any trivia left for volume five. Who knows? Um, and three, I don't know, random fact. I've got a few of these written down. Oh, here we go with this one. Uh, the Simpsons are yellow uh, to stand out on TV and also because yellow suited the characters that have no distinct hair because yellow is sort of skin colour and hair colour. 
What sort yeah. of skin and hair colour? Yeah, if you think about it, Lisa and Bart don't have any sort of delineation between their hair and their No, they don't. They're skin, always easy to draw at school. They look weird because the yellow. If they were pink, if they had pink flesh coloured hair, mm. it would be strange, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be. Yeah. And. I, it's flesh coloured hair there's yeah. a John Peel session we've right <laughs> got three more from them on, but now flesh coloured hair uh, okay well anyway um, thank you ever so much for listening to big shout out to Michael Bolton cycling through yeah, Chichester you've made it home Bolton big you flaxen haired buffoon big shout out to the supercharged jag that was absolutely steamy yeah I hope you've um, made it home by the, by your own, under your own steam or uh, no pun intended or with the help of a breakdown organisation but I hope your car's okay because it was lovely um, and um, uh, thank you uh, to um, everyone that said hello at the show yeah and everyone that subscribes to Smith and Sniff via Patreon yes which is really lovely yes and um, everyone who's watched um, our stuff from Goodwood this past week. Yeah, it's lovely. Lovely. And a uh, special thank you to the Vaz for doing a lovely display. Yeah, and yeah, for just very mucking about. And yeah. very, oh, good to say. But look here, if you do it again, <laughs> I will call police, OK? It's very noisy. <laughs> uh, and uh, if you're Lord yeah. March, uh, the good news is it's now Monday when you're listening to this and you can come out. Yeah. Of your bedroom. Yeah, come out in your egg-stained pants. Put your PS5 <laughs> controller down. Imagine you ran out of um, of kettle chips a couple of days ago. And I bet you've been doing that teenage boy thing of wazzing out of the sash window. Oh, no, no, the sink. He's, the a, he's been weighing in the sink. <laughs> I'm sure of it. You're a disgrace, March. Sort yourself out. <laughs> <laughs> he's not called that anymore, so it doesn't matter. I'm oh, not yeah. talking about him. He reinvents himself every couple of years. Sort oh. of like Prince. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's the Earl of Richmond now, isn't he? He's the. Um, I think I can't remember. Prince of June. No, no. The, the Archbishop of August upon Thames. I don't know. No one does anyway. Before this is, are we absolutely cement? Are we still us talking? To be not invited back to do any Goodwood work in uh, the future, Thoroughly. or indeed allowed on site, even as a paying guest. Uh, we will say thank you again for listening we will see you again next week for a more normal and less drunk less sitting in a field episode of Smith and Sniff so we'll see you then thank you on that side of things thank you hot socks goodbye deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 